Whoa, anyway. damn! That's a loud one. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate! Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And on this week's show, Batman steps out of the shadows. Uh-huh. Or maybe it was into the shadows. I don't remember. I think that's where he wants to be, but okay. We'll figure it out. Uh, Iron Fist meets his Colleen Wing, if you will. <laughs> okay, I, I don't I don't get that one, but you'll have to fill me in. But I will, I'll let you know. Uh, Rogue One is singing a new tune. <laughs> okay. And more. And more. So um, it's been an exciting, exciting week. <laughs> We've gotten uh, some cool new pictures of uh, Batman. Uh, yes. We got another picture, uh, I guess a final a reveal of Ghost Rider that we'll talk about here in a little bit. So it's been a good mm-hmm. week. For, it's been a good week for images. I make the uh, yeah. I make I make like I make the featured images that accompany the podcast, as some people might know. So I always appreciate weeks where there's a visuals to go along with it. Just makes my job a lot easier. It's true. I mean, we have a lot of uh, visuals. We have a lot of actual like video links as well, like mm-hmm. some trailers and some videos. Um, Really excited uh, this week because last week we didn't have a lot of news, but we stretched it out. We got it. We got it out there, and this week we actually, you know, got some news to talk about. I'm really, mm-hmm. really excited. It's an eclectic and mix. It, it very much is, and I think that's you know a sign of the times, Mike. This week marks the end of summer. Can you believe it? Yes, and I've noticed uh, a lot of people out there. Uh, they like to find like. Um, an intangible into the summer to talk about the summer movies. I don't know if they just try to find the biggest movie at like at some time in like August and they declare that at the end of the summer. But technically, the end of the summer is uh, September twenty second. So mm-hmm. we 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 have been preparing accordingly. Correct. Yes, I at least yes 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 yeah no we have we've been talking about it all summer. We want to do a summer movie spoiler cast, but not so much as in where we ruin movies for you for <laughs> for an hour but we want to talk about you know what happened this summer what movies were big what were little like what were those numbers like and and kind of just go over to the movies we saw because i saw movies mike didn't see uh-huh. and mike seen movies i didn't see yeah so you, you get out there for sure because you I, I i always consider you uh definitely the movie guy you're always going to go <laughs> out there and take the extra effort to go see movies Whereas, like, I'm always taking the extra effort to see, like, TV shows and stuff like that. So you'll definitely have a lot to bring to the table uh, next week. And I'm going to attempt to go watch some new movies that I haven't seen yet that we haven't already talked mm-hmm. about so I can bring something to it. Yeah, so, I mean, this this kind of uh, brings a point. If you guys have, have seen movies or you have some movies you saw and you want to know what we thought of them, if we did see them, or maybe we can try to cram them in this week i i I don't know about that i want to make promises let us know email us in tweet at us whatever and maybe maybe we can bring that up next week at least you know number wise or fact wise or whatever yeah um and we did definitely do a lot of spoiler casts this summer like i it's hard to believe to think of how many we started with civil war did ghostbusters star trek i mean there's just so many in there. I, I can't believe we did so many either. We've been busy, and uh, it's been a it's been a um, a lot of people have been saying it's been a disappointing summer. I, I don't know if I'd go as far to say disappointing, but we'll, we'll I think we'll talk more about that next week. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. So look forward to that along with our standard, regular Superhero Slide episodes. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's time to get in the news, Mike. I don't know. Do you got anything else you want to add? Reach out to no, I, 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 th- I, th- I think I'm good. I think my uh, intricate battles with, uh, with the self-parking um, uh, machines out here in Los Angeles can be better left off the reel. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Mike has a new uh, nemesis or, uh, I guess, what do you say? Was it nemesis was the word you used? Uh, adversary. Adversary. There it is. Um, so you On-demand may- parking. They will change the price of how much it p- park yes. in the spot. And, so, and it's just I, I can't even I can't even speak eloquently about it. So we'll just move along. That's right. Things that might make me a little bit more excited. So <laughs> something that I would say is on demand, Mike, would be Wolverine three, the third Wolverine movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty excited for this. I don't know how you feel. We had a a a very good x-men movie this year and a very medium middling ground x-men movie this year <laughs> yeah i forgot deadpool for a second there so i was like whoa chris i think you're being a little uh, a little uh, too nice there <laughs> yes yeah, so apocalypse actually comes out next uh i think at the beginning of october in two weeks it's on digital right now mm-hmm. if you're interested um but wolverine 3 is coming out next march and brian singer has seemingly confirmed mr sinister as a villain in that movie and this is kind of something we've been talking about and, and speculating on all summer, even though we've never seen Mr. Sinister per se in person. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really interesting uh, drop there for the news because I think people thought Mr. Sinister might be coming along for the next X-Men movie. So it's kind of cool to see that Wolverine's going to get this character. Um, I mean, I'm not exactly sure how intricate uh, Mr. Sinister's like past or story is. I mean, obviously they could manufacture it. They could go whichever way they want to go with the movie universe. But I think the coolest part about Mr. Sinister is just how he looks. He's such a a cool looking dude he's got these this kind of weird kind of like very impractical cape because it just it would not work as a cape but it's just he's got this cool kind of character design to him and he does fit that match of of sinister so i'm excited to see how they adapt him to the screen and i i think it would be really cool with wolverine no i I definitely agree so i mean uh, so what i imagine like we we've always heard that this is old man logan the movie old man logan the movie old man logan the movie well they can't really do that can they because all the characters are owned by marvel pretty much but what if it's old (laughs) man logan using professor x as his road trip buddy because we know that patrick stewart is in this and plays a big part and they're going after Mm -hmm. sinister being the uh, red skull i guess in this one kind of like yeah and um we've also heard rumors that um X-23, the clone of Wolverine, will be in this movie. And maybe she takes over the mantle going forward in the other Wolverine movies. Or, I guess, yeah, X-Men it, movies. Yeah, I would guess, I mean, I feel like a broken record because this is always my main question when it comes to any X-Men movie that's ever put out in the last, like, couple years is uh, timeline. Mm-hmm. You know, um... I'm curious uh, what time they're going to fit this movie in because that's going to be really important depending on how X-23 works into it. You know, if, if they're trying to find a way to ease X-23 into the X-Men universe and possibly bring um, her into one of the movies, like the next movies, uh, I don't really know exactly how they're going to do that because right. those movies are in the past. And also I'm curious if they're going to do a post-apocalyptic because that's g- going to have to be a movie in the future. And obviously that's really weird continuity-wise, uh, just having a movie even further into the future now. It's just kind of making things all weird. But I'm, I'm actually okay with it. I like the idea of this 
Wolverine movie just kind of being a standalone being its own beast you know don't worry too much about how it fits into the universe um, I mean that's kind of how the last Wolverine movie was too I mean they kind of brought it in together with that post credit scene but I'm not even really 100% sure how that fits in now that I'm trying to think about it so I like the idea of this being a standalone story maybe let's place it into the future when an apocalypse has happened or something I don't know I mean it's this is Wolverine's like last movie you know he's not going to be coming back to the to the franchise so just do whatever you want to do yeah so the only thing we need to know is Simon Kimberg says is this is in the future we don't know is that like a week from now is that like 10 uh-huh. years from now we don't know it's just the future so at least we know it's not in the 90s like the next X-Men yeah. movie will probably be Maybe this picks up truly where Days of Future Past left off. So people, when they think about where Days of Future Past left off, they think about the past. They think about the 70s when uh, when Logan was pulled out of uh, the water by Mystique, uh-huh. which doesn't really make any sense with um, with how Apocalypse went down anyway. Exactly. But no, but no, the actual end scene, I don't remember if it was after credits or what it was, but when Logan is back in the X-Mansion and he sees everybody still alive, and you know he see and, and he sees them and it, it's like a nice beautiful kind of scene and he's like super happy to see everyone good. Maybe that's where kind of old man Logan picks off. You know he's back into like his normal future where everything's good and happy, and then twenty years later shit hits the fan again and he's old man Logan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean I would think this would make a good because Days of Future Past does give us two endings, like a future ending mm-hmm. and a current timeline ending, I guess. And I would like to see the future ending, like him and Professor X doing whatever it is they do to to stop the end of the universe yet again from (laughs) a mad scientist, which is obviously Sinister. And Sinister was teased at the end of Apocalypse. Um, They they go in and steal this... The Essex Corporation goes in and steals Wolverine's blood from the, um, you know, whatchamacallit, the, I guess, Weapon X facility that he, Mm -hmm. he broke out of, which, you know, again, I watched Apocalypse this week again. That that scene with Wolverine breaking out is one of the best scenes in that movie. Like, gotta watch that. However, in in response to all this, the director of Wolverine Three says he doesn't know who Sinister is. Who's this Mister Sinister guy? I think he's just playing coy. I think he's being like, you know, I don't want to give the I, I movie would, away because we don't have any footage out there. Yeah, I would sure hope you know who your villain in your movie is going to be, dude. So, yeah. I yeah, he's just playing coy. If Brian Singer said it. It's probably true. So. Oh, well. But on the same verge of X-Men timelines, crazy things, is uh, the movie, or the TV series Legion coming out. And uh, mm-hmm. we got a new trailer showing off one of David's many powers. David David <laughs> Holler, he's a schizophrenic, so he creates a new personality. Like, he creates new personalities, and each personality he creates in his head gets a different power set. And um, in this one, it looks like he, 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 was, he kissed a woman and they switched bodies. Mm-hmm. Now, how do they get back? I don't know. Um, it doesn't matter, but he does what we all would do if we switched bodies with a female and you were a male. You go and you touch the boobies, and that's what we see in this 20-second clip. Yep. So I like I like that they're just they're playing it real. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm interested to, to see what other powers he gets and, and kind of how they do it. But um, I, I'm interested in this movie, um, or not this movie, this TV series comes out in 2017, because I learned the, the main actor who plays David Haller is Noah Hawley, mm-hmm. or not Noah Hawley, but, um, man, I can't even think of his name um, off the top of my head, but he is playing the Beast in the upcoming Beauty and the Beast live action movie, and we all uh, know Mike likes those live action Disney movies. <laughs> you and your Disney household. Uh, yeah. 
but I think uh, I think this this uh, show looks cool. Uh, it's got this kind of production quality to it that looks really really nice, and it's on FX. And FX is uh, they're up there. They're up there uh, competing with the likes of uh, Netflix with qualities of shows. So um, and and they yeah, have I'll, they I'll have both one. the Fox people and the Marvel TV people behind this, and, yeah. and Marvel TV to me is only getting better. And and I think that's something you can attest to as well. It didn't start off very good with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's definitely a lot better where we are now than where we were when we started. So mm-hmm. Hopefully Legion will uh, bring some happy tidings between Fox and Marvel and hopefully bring some uh, some good tidings uh, in the next couple of years. Yeah, hopefully like maybe four good tidings. A fantastic <laughs> set of four good tidings. Nah, yeah. you, you guys get it. You guys get it. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. Uh, Justice League is the big DC movie next year, at least to me. I, Wonder Woman's lower on my list. But we got a new look at Batman and his tactical suit from Zack Snyder this mm-hmm. week. Um, so it's Batman on... Uh, apparently this is the night... Or the the flying fox that we talked about. The ship that all the Justice League flies around in, like a Quinjet for the Justice League. Um, mm-hmm. Where we saw Deathstroke walking. So... I don't know what to think of this this shot, Mike. You tell me. You sent this to me. I actually didn't get to see this because I was busy working, for once, and Mike saw it. <laughs> but uh, what wh- what did you what did you think when you saw it, dude? It's it's weird seeing Batman in different costumes, just because it automatically makes me think of action figures when I was growing up. When I was a kid, you always had Batman in all these different uh, uh, types of costumes, so that's what I always think of right off the bat. But this kind of harkens back a little bit to i would say nolan's batman slightly where because you know nolan's batman had very much uh intricate pieces kind of on his suit you know you could see kind of like the pads of armor going through it you know tactical if you will so you kind of get that feel with this costume Mm -hmm. you know because in batman and superman it was kind of more kind of like not like tights but you know it was a very smooth piece and it looked rad either way very rubbery this is kind of what it looks like and then this also kind of harkens back to uh watchmen a little bit with some of the the, the designs of the costumes back in Watchmen. Yeah, so it's got the lower ears. Like, his ears are lower on the cowl than they were, I think, in uh, Batman v Superman. Or at least it looks mm-hmm. so to me. And the, he's got the, the angular owl eyes. And Night and Watchmen is actually a, is another Zack Snyder movie. So mm-hmm. they can borrow some, but I totally see that blend. And this image you actually sent me, I've included the original, um, I think I included the original tweet. Yeah, much darker. Much yeah, the pitch black image. <laughs> it's very, very dark. You see no details. So Mike has taken the the liberty to brighten it up for us. And I think you did that, right? You said you, you brightened it up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, brighten it up. Cool. <laughs> Just making sure. And you can see like little missiles on the on the uh, the Batmobile there. And it looks like the Tumblr Batmobile, honestly. It's very much a Nolan image, looking image to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with you. But Zack Snyder also says this is the last day filming Batman in the new tactical Batsuit. So, um, you think they're wrapping up the movie, Mike? You think they're getting down to the, the, the last minutes of filming the Justice League movie? I mean, that'd be pretty sweet. You know, hopefully, uh, I'm curious when we're going to get, like, because all this whole trailer speculation, which which listeners will know we're horrible at, we'll just throw random dates out there and try to justify them when we think we'll see more footage. But, you know, we like, we've already seen, like, really early footage um, during Comic-Con of Justice League, but it was a kind of a, a an oddly cut trailer, I would say. Yeah. It was almost... They, they, they pure, cut what they had kind of deal. Yeah, it was almost purely meant for digestion of a Comic-Con crowd, but then uh, 
they did the cool bro thing of just putting it out for everybody to see. So I could definitely see how that footage would go over better in like a hall of people, just because in the context of Comic Con, you don't really need a full fully produced fledged trailer with all like crazy music and everything uh you just show funny awesome scenes which is kind of what that was so maybe i would say maybe we'll get like the first official trailer i don't know maybe is there anything that could accompany towards the end of the year like maybe um, maybe in in december warner brothers owns the harry potter franchise and we have fantastic beast coming out in november however i think they'd have to put wonder woman on that if anything um, mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see a Justice League trailer for the end of this year, if I was to be completely honest. Yeah. Um, but it is one year exactly kind of from Fantastic Beasts, because it's November of next year. But I just, I'm to me, it feels like Justice League needs another three months of filming. But it, it's hard to believe that, you know, 2017 is around the corner, Mike. We are in the last, like, two seasons, the last three months of the year already. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to be getting some hard hitters next year. Three Marvel films, two, you know, DC films with new director, like new, you know, heads of the DC. And I'm, I'm ready for it. I don't know. I'm ready to see Justice League, and but it doesn't feel like it should be done filming yet. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Th- this is the whole reason why we bought these microphones because we knew these years are going to be cram packed of all this craziness. So uh, I'm ready. You know I'm ready. Yeah, we're we're totally ready. I'm I'm ready. So check out Batman in his tactical night owl suit. I mean bat suit. Uh, did I say that loud? <laughs> we're gonna jump back a little bit to a darker time, uh, if you will. Uh, the Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Uh, one of the I think the prop companies or, or design companies. Release an image to, to show Cyborg from the movie, the, the physical representation model of Cyborg, and the armored Flash suit for whenever Barry Allen comes back in time, maybe, to warn Bruce, you know, that, you know, save, uh, what's her name, uh, Lois Lane kind of deal. Uh, yeah, she's the key or something like that, or she's the answer. So he saw his face, but they built a whole suit for him. So that's his, his time travel suit. For the flash on the left there, and up front it's the cyborg. And I'm—I mean, I'm glad they're not going physical, but this is rough. I—I kind of like the CG effects, but I'm glad they had an idea of what they wanted it to look like and built it rather than just building it purely in, you know, a computer program and then applying it over that. Yeah, I mean, I like this cyborg that we're looking at here better than the few glimpses we've seen of them like in the uh, new trailers for the justice league because uh, this one actually it just looks more solid it looks more like one uh just like one piece of robotics whereas the what we've seen cyborg uh in the footage he just looks kind of like uh what i like to to agree with people uh it looks like a weird graphics card just mm. latched onto his face or something like that so this looks cool so maybe we'll have more of this in the future yeah it definitely yeah really really excited and you can kind of see where they cg'd like ray ray fisher's face over the left half of that cyborg model to to make him look a little human if you will mm-hmm so that's cool. I mean, I like those. Those are cool. We're gonna switch it up a little bit. Stan Lee, you heard of him? Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm familiar with the name. Okay, well he's not dead yet, so don't worry. <laughs> I know everyone always. Every time I see his name pop up, I'm like, oh gosh, it's finally here. <laughs> uh, Fox actually has secured the rights to create an action adventure film about the life of Stan Lee. <laughs> action adventure. That's a strange. Uh... That's a strange description of, like, a biopic movie. I don't really know how much uh, action is in uh, Stan Lee's life. Well, they may not be in his real life, but if they implement, like, maybe some of his comic works, like, 
into whoever plays Stan Lee. They, they could be kind of fantastical. I'm thinking, to me, what comes to mind is Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but uh-huh. not really, like, mixture of live action and, and, and cartoons. But, um, so, actually, they said it's going to be kind of like the Kingsman movie or like a Roger Moore's James Bond kind of movie. <laughs> and it's not, it's not like a biography. It's more fantastical. I don't, I mean, it's just, if they want to create a, a fictitious version of his life or hyperbolize some events of his life, they definitely can do so. Oh man, I don't know. I, I'm I'm very cautious right now until I see some sort of writer or director teamed up with this, because uh, I think it's pretty hilarious that it's going to Fox. You know, I don't I don't know how uh, Marvel or Disney didn't jump on top of like getting the rights of a Stan Lee movie. You know, like I feel like they would have ponied up you know an infinite amount of money to to nail down this guy that's pretty much built their empire over there so i don't know how that ended up going to fox maybe a deal was made there maybe maybe the maybe fox gets to make the stanley movie and then marvel's just like okay we get the fantastic four maybe that's maybe that's the bargaining that went well i think it's probably fox gets to make a fantastical version and if marvel wants to create more like a a steve jobs kind of movie about his life they can I don't know if I don't know I don't know if that's how it works. <laughs> it, I don't either. Well, the 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 thing that should make you cringe more so than everything is that it's Marty Bowen and Wick Godfrey, the producers um, of this movie, have produced Twilight, The Maze Runner, and the upcoming Power Rangers movies. So that's where I you should cringe if it comes to light. Now I feel we don't. I know feel like some some deal had to have been made i just don't understand how disney and marvel uh just let these rights like slip through their fingers well so and i and i just feel like if it was up to stanley you know if he had obviously he has the rights to his story so i feel like why does he give it to a place like so, fox but maybe he just likes the executive over there I don't it's know. no biopic it's just an adventure with stanley as the main character they've essentially bought stanley's like or him as a character to put in this movie. <laughs> this is a we- this is a weird ass movie. Yeah. The more and more you you're telling me about it, I just can't comprehend it. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I mean, Stanley left Marvel. Whenever he left Marvel, there was I don't know. He got he got to take everything with him. And then like, there's a big backstory of Stan- the rights of Stanley in and of himself and what he owns and what he doesn't own. So mm-hmm. I, we're not gonna go into it here, but I. I I would watch a Stanley kind of like Indiana Jones movie where he's doing like swinging through comic book places trying to, I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll keep you posted on this. How about that? How about that? Yeah. I think, I think that's the best way to go with it. So Captain America civil war. I brought it home this week, Mike physically. Mm-hmm. I own, I got the steel book because they lied to me and I got there and they said the steel book has a digital edition. We just didn't put it on the case. So I'm like, great. It's mine. So I got it. I got my steel book. Um, purchase it now if you want to. However, you know when a movie comes to DVD, what does that mean, Mike? That means we get the Honest trailer. That's right. I was very anxious to see the Honest trailer just for this. I, uh, what did you think of it? You, you watched a little bit. I've watched them, but you, you seem to like them a little bit more than I do. What do you, what do you think of the Honest trailers? Man, it was, it was really cool seeing, uh, the Screen Junkies take the movie to task 
just because in every respect uh, you would think that they would uh, just drool over the movie. You know, mm. it's one of the best comic book movies of the year. Uh, they personally know the Russo brothers, and they know that the Russo brothers even before they knew them were watching the Honest trailers. So they had they had every opportunity to just gush over this movie. But I thought they did a good job being fair and honest with it, mm-hmm. and I liked how they basically compared it to Batman vs Superman directly. And I think it's a fair comparison. They're they're huge giant movies that came out this year from. I would, you know, quote unquote competing studios and uh, they had similar uh, plot lines going through them. And I think it just goes to show you that, you know, if you get the right talent and the right direction on your on top of your story, that you can easily forgive things that maybe aren't so clear cut. You know, um, uh, Baron Zemo's plan they they highlighted was kind of complicated. I, I personally I don't think it's as complicated as Lex Luthor's plan in Batman Superman, but it also it's not super streamlined. You know, it's not super easy to follow. You know, you kind of have to write it down and look over it. So they kind of made that comparison of like, oh, you have two villains in both of these movies that have very convoluted plans, but it's just more believable in in a in a universe like they built around Civil War. So I I think that just goes to show you um, when you're making a movie you know if you if you just if you hold it up to high standards it's easier to let these little things go when you're watching it yeah yeah i definitely agree but on top of that i got a little surprise this week from the screen junkies as well is the roast of captain america is on the screen junkies plus service and um it's where people comedians frequent guests on the uh movie fight show dress up as characters from the, the the movie Civil War and Superman, someone dressed up as Superman was there to make fun of all the other characters in, in Captain America. And I don't know, did you get a chance to watch it yet? I mean, I've seen a couple clips here and there that looked kind of uh, funny, but I, this type of thing I wouldn't necessarily say is like my my bag man, if you will. So I, I don't know if I'm going to go watch it. It kind of seems a little cheesy to me, but I, I feel like there's some people out there that would dig it. There are definitely some some great jokes hidden in there. Some of them are pretty, like, listening to Hulk say Hulk smash, like almost everything. Instead of Hulk smash, he'd say roasted. And it's Nick Mundy being very loud and obnoxious, you know? <laughs> uh, there are points where it's like, yeah, okay, we get it. You move on but at the same time they're they're great points and if you guys want to check it out please yeah on screen junkies please do it's at like 51 minutes i i enjoyed it more so than i thought and i think it's their first like character roast that they're doing so i yeah, don't know how it's think- gonna go ahead go forward but um it was i think i think it was entertaining moving forward spider-man made his premiere in civil war and now he's coming home in homecoming see what i did there a new image uh, sh- <laughs> shows Tom Holland. Good, good job, Chris. Thanks. Uh, it looks like the Porsche building is what they, mo- but this is where they modeled the um, the Avengers building off in Civil War and uh, you know, Winter Soldier, or I guess uh, Age of Ultron. Uh-huh. So um, we think that Tom Holland, Spider-Man, may be visiting the Avengers headquarters in the off-site headquarters, not the downtown headquarters, in his upcoming film. So... Oh, that might be kind of cool. I kind of like how they're incorporating uh, something called the headquarters maybe into these other movies. So, so far we've seen the headquarters in uh, Ant-Man. We've seen it in... Did we see it in Ultron? Age of, it was at the very end of Age of Ultron. Yeah, it was, at, it was in Ultron. It was in uh, Civil War. So I kind of like how this thing is kind of spanning. Um, it's spanning a little bit more than its own movie. 
uh, where it was introduced. So yeah, it would be kind of cool if Spider Man kind of comes and visits. You know, yeah, well, it's been, he, you know gets to check it out for the first time. Yeah, I guess it has been in the last three event, uh, three Marvel movies. So. Mm-hmm. keep it going and you know he technically i guess would be part of the avengers he was on tony stark's side uh throughout most of that so um yeah definitely definitely looks to that and also there um right now uh, the director uh of the film uh, john wants is on site filming this movie still and it says on set on a video on his instagram and it points up to a helicopter so we may see some helicopter scenes coming up in spider-man homecoming now this could either be spider-man swinging from them or so on and so forth, or the vulture maybe flying around them or doing stuff. Like I don't, that. I don't know, man. A helicopter in a summer blockbuster movie, I don't know. It just doesn't fit. Well, the last time we saw <laughs> helicopters in a Spider-Man movie, it was for the trailer for Spider-Man One, the very first one, and he webbed webbed up the helicopter and the villains between the twin towers, the Trade Center mm-hmm. towers. Well, after nine <laughs> eleven, they had to cut that part out of the movie and oh, the promotion. I gotta go find that. I gotta go find that scene. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great trailer, actually. It's a fantastic trailer. So maybe maybe they're getting a little ballsier with it. So um, we'll have to see how that plays out. So coming up, we don't have San Diego Comic Con. We have New York Comic Con, the big fall one. Yeah, the big fall Comic Con. New York. That's kind of like the end of Comic Con season to me is the New York one. To be honest, like yeah, it, yeah, I think it's a good foot end, you know, and it's also kind of the end of the summer too, so it, it fits. Yeah, it does. Uh, so a uh, couple things. Um, they're gonna show off a, a little animated short called Marvel's Hulk, where monsters dwell there. So people mm. who get to go get to see that. I kind of want to see what it's about. I have no idea. I ha- I honestly um, don't know anything about this this video, but I saw it on their itinerary. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm definitely interested to see what it becomes. Is it like a short? Is it like a, a small movie they're going to release on iTunes or something? I'll check it out. The Iron Fist cast will be on panel there because technically they're filming um, in New York. So it's not hard for them to get over there. Um, and they're actually going to show off the first footage at New York Comic Con of Iron Fist. Nice. That's what I was waiting yep. to hear. I was waiting for you to say something about footage. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, definitely, definitely doing that. And um, and and the the, the thing is, an, the the Hulk one is an animated film. I just I just double checked it on my notes here. And lastly, the Agents of Shield episode four or season four episode four will premiere at New York Comic Con before that Tuesday. Not huh. not that you need to, but if you want to go there, Marvel showing you uh, Agents Shield season four episode four because that's when that's when it is. Well, it makes me, it makes me think. Um maybe something special is going to be in episode four if they decided to highlight it i think it's just uh, we'll the the release schedule it's between episode new york comic cons between three and four so they're <laughs> like i guess we'll show four to people because they're here because didn't you see some didn't you see some shows want like i i mean uh usually at comic con they'll show like pilots for new shows and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but that's usually helpful because it's in the middle of the summer and usually the pilot's done sometimes i mean i've never been to a new york comic con i bet it's really really fun because in the heart of uh, new york you kind of get that uh personality there um but i, I it seems like they kind of get the short the short uh shrift uh the short shaft, whatever you, whatever euphemism you want to <laughs> want to use, because I feel like all the big announcements already came at the beginning of the summer. So yeah, yeah I don't know if we're gonna get a whole lot of new, out of New York Comic Con. Definitely, it's definitely a lot more comic book based. But I don't. Mm-hmm. This is just technically from the Marvel's TV panel, so we'll have mm-hmm. to see what the Marvel, maybe Marvel movies, will have something more that we don't know yet, because that'll yeah. definitely be a good time to push Doctor Strange. Yeah, TV. I mean. 
I, I think maybe uh, maybe we'll get like another um, Assassin's Creed trailer. I don't know if they want to synergize with uh, New York Comic Con, but uh, we desperately need another trailer for that movie. Definitely need a lot more. I agree. I agree with that. Speaking of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that brings us into uh, actually Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, the <laughs> first look at Ghost Rider. You talked about this earlier. We get our first full body look at Ghost Rider with his car um, via Yahoo TV. Um, I love the car. The, the way the yeah, wheels the are on sick. fire, the way the flames are coming out of the, the engine on top is great. However, this image does not do Ghost Rider justice. Yeah, I I have a weird I, – I have a theory and of what we're looking at here. Okay. So I think people uh, need to see Ghost Rider and his classic flaming skull because that's just how they know Ghost Rider. But I don't think this is going to be Ghost Rider throughout the entire series of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because uh, – the whole point of kind of bringing in this newer version of Ghost Rider and Robbie Reyes, I think, was to um, have the ability to kind of use that mask. That uh, I don't know if it's like an iron mask. I don't know if it's made out of metal, but it's kind of like a like a racing helmet that's kind of uh, skull like. And I, I like that idea just because you wouldn't have to, like, convincingly make a CG uh, skull every time you want to show Ghost Rider. You could kind of have that mask. So I'm kind of thinking – I don't know how he gets it in the original comic books, um, but maybe I'm thinking Fitz or Simmons or maybe together they make this helmet for Ghost Rider. Maybe, uh, maybe he's like a um, – Maybe he's out of control when he's got that flaming skull going, but like here, put this helmet on, kind of um, focus your your energy or something. That so that's my theory. I think we're only gonna get the skull every once in a while. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think they'll probably have him in the car driving, and you won't see it even when he's driving very often. Except maybe just some flames coming out. But mm-hmm. this isn't very good. However, the new poster they did for season uh, four, which they're now calling subtitling Ghost Rider, um, actually looks a little better. I'm gonna say it looks a little better than that first one did, um, but it's got the you know Colson, May, uh, Quake, Daisy Johnson, Mac, and Fitzsimmons looking great. Um, Daisy actually, I thought she was gonna stick with that darker hair like goth girl style from the end of the last season. <laughs> Glad they're not. Glad they're giving her her like shield look back. But definitely looking liking Ghost Rider better than the second picture with a uh, with that and his menacing stare going on there. Um, just a reminder again: the uh, the the fourth season premieres September twentieth at ten p.m. Eastern. So that's first Tuesday of fall. Mike, are you ready for that? Fall TV's back. Yeah, yeah, man. We're gonna be able next week. We're gonna be able to talk a lot about some TV shows. I think we 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 have to wait a little bit for the CD, CW shows to come back on, mm-hmm. but we can definitely talk about Shield next week. That's right, and premiere and South Park if we wanted to, because South Park's back. Don't forget it. Oh yeah, South Park is back, and they're 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 hitting the ground running. Iron Fist. We just talked about them earlier. We have two new images. We have a katana wielding girl in the rain, and the thing with the katana wielding girl is this is uh, a character in the series called Colleen Wing. This is what you wanted me to talk about earlier. Yes. So um, as you can see, Colleen, she's a, a martial artist. It's in the rain. She's got a sword. Have we not seen enough sword-wielding girls this year, Mike? What do you think of this? Yeah, so it looks like Iron Fist is going to have this uh, sword-wielding girl training him maybe a little bit. I wish I knew more about Iron Fist's backstory. I don't, unfortunately, so we'll have to kind of wait and see how that pans out. But I'm totally excited for this this show. It looks really, really cool. I want more kung fu action on Netflix because that's always really fun. So uh, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a little costume reveal mm-hmm. or something at uh, New York Comic Con. That would be yeah, it definitely would. 
what was really funny is um, this this character, uh, Colleen Wing, is her the actress's name is Jessica Henwick. So when you hear that, you don't think definitely um, Asian American. Uh, you think you know maybe some regular whitewashing the character was like a lot of the feedback until you actually see her, and then you're like, oh, yeah, she definitely she definitely gotcha. fits the, the ethnicity of this role. Pretty. Pr- Maybe things are starting to come around a little bit in Hollywood because I've heard uh, people a lot of the times when they're trying to get into Hollywood is they kind of whitewash their name intentionally so they can get more uh, they can get more auditions and stuff like that and get their foot in the door. So now it's kind of maybe backfiring a little bit like, oh, no, no, we need you to go back to your normal name or people are going to think we're whitewashing the role. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe this is progress. Yeah, definitely. And it goes along with the, the second image here. If you take a look, you actually get to see – uh, Colleen Wing and Danny Rand. Um, she's got the sword. Looks like she cut him on his shirt, but I mean that's really not a very nice shirt anyway, Mister Rand. You have <laughs> you have Burr. so much money in in your account, but I I don't know. I want to see more mysticism. I want to see more kung fu. I want to see fighting. So this this little these softer moments aren't really getting it for me yet because I want to see Iron Fist done so well. Like I'm I'm really yeah. excited for it. However, his beard does look more trimmed in this than it did in other earlier shots. <laughs> beard watch that's right always on the beard watch always luke cage comes out at the end of this month mike are you excited for this hell yeah i know you are i know you are so excited that you actually got to see some of this footage that we're about to talk about at san diego comic-con so Mm -hmm. um the actor um i believe it's mahersala ali plays uh the character cottonmouth in the upcoming luke cage series and in this clip from Netflix, he talks about, you know, everybody wants to be the king while, you know, walking into a, a picture. I believe there's that Biggie Smalls behind him in the crown. Yeah. And the crown mm-hmm. ends up on him, talking about him being the king. So, um, I don't know. I Hopefully he's a very terrifying nemesis. We've gotten some really good bad guys in the Netflix series. Really hoping he pulls mm-hmm. it out as well. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling positive. How do you feel? Uh, yeah, you gotta, you just gotta feel positive when you're talking about Luke Cage because he's so infectious when you watch him on screen. So I hope he's getting some good villains. I'm really excited for this series. I hope it develops uh, the uh, Netflix universe a little bit because I, I like it when we get these uh, kind of in, in intimate stories when we're talking about just these characters. But I also like the little glimpses of what we might see in the future with the Defender. So I hope Luke Cage gets to sit down and have a beer with. Um, with uh, maybe Daredevil or something at some point, um, uh, or maybe or maybe as a stripped down version of uh, Matt Murdock. So yeah, cool. definitely. And on that note, since the release is coming up at the end of this month, September thirtieth, we get our first look at Misty Knight from the series um, in these set of this two set of justice posters. First up is Misty Knight talking about I don't seek justice, I stalk it. Kind of we- kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's like an, an investigator, like a private investigator, maybe. So that's where that comes from. And then we get to see, again, Claire Temple, the ner- the night nurse from all the other Marvel Netflix series showing up. If you want justice, you have to get it yourself. So it sounds like she's getting a little more um, talking about justice than she did in Daredevil. Because she was like, you can't do this. And now she's like, yeah, do it. Got to get it yourself, man. So... So, mm-hmm. yeah, so we got some, some Luke Cage posters. I, again, I'm really excited for this show. Cannot wait for all those episodes to drop at the end of this month. That's, that's what I'm looking yeah, forward to. In that regard, the next pun- or not the, the next Netflix series is The Punisher. That I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's The Punisher, Mike. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, it makes okay. sense. <laughs> because they're already casting one of the main roles in the film. So we already have The Punisher. 
played by John Bernthal. But now we have um, the actor Ben Barnes, who is known for the upcoming Westworld show that we're excited about, and uh, the uh, uh-huh. <laughs> the um, Chronicles of Narnia films. Uh, he played Prince Caspian in the 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 last two, I believe. No, nothing. Huh. Okay. Yeah, uh, right. He's been cast as a series regular. Now, we don't know exactly what that means, but Ben Barnes, I, I like him as an actor. Uh, he's rumored to be the character Bobby Saint. Now, why might this ring a bell to you, Mike? Any ideas? Uh, why Why might this ring the a bell to you, The original, I guess not the original, the Punisher from the 2004 era movie. Um, the mm-hmm. character that died at the beginning of that movie, uh, the, the son of John Travolta, if you will, was a young Bobby Saint. And that kicked off that movie and created, you know, Travolta and his family to go after, you know, Frank Castle's family and turn him into the Punisher. So that's, that's interesting that they're bringing, you know, they're able to use these characters that they've, like, we use these, you know, 10 years ago. Can we use them again? It's not too late. Let's do it. Let's bring in some, some characters that we've already had older movies that we didn't have the rights to kind of deal. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't do them justice in the original Punisher movies, so they're going to have a better shot when it comes to these. Yeah, I honestly shows. don't think he's that big of a deal in the comic books, so uh, they can go wherever they want with him. I'm excited to watch it. So I'd like to see uh, this younger Ben Barnes guy, see what he can bring, what kind of damage can he... I just want to I just want to see him shoot the goddamn minigun. So we all, <laughs> let's get that episode we one, We all want to see the minigun, Mike, okay? That's, that's all we really want to see. Star Wars. We're gonna switch gears. You like the Star Wars movies, Mike? I. Oh, you know, you know, I like I the Star do. Wars. I do. That's right? why I ask you these questions. They're kind of like rhetorical, but not really. I mean, we did our, our own Star Wars research for like a year to for all the the original six movies. Um, Turner, mm-hmm. um, the 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 station. I guess it's Turner Entertainment. Maybe they own TBS TNT. Secured a multi-year mm-hmm. deal for all Star Wars films to show on basic cable on their channels only. Wow, so if you, if you still have that old thing called Basic Cable and you want to watch Star Wars with a bunch of commercials cut in the middle of it, good news for you, I guess. Yeah. The only time I remember seeing Star Wars on TV is like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like they run uh-huh. the like the the first day is the the original or the one two three marathons, and then the next day is the four five six marathons. Mm. <clears throat> so I don't ever remember watching them on on cable. However, do not fret. Fox people. 20th Century Fox has a separate deal for those movies because technically they produce them and and have uh-huh. certain... I'm pretty sure they have distribution rights still because Disney doesn't sell or push a lot of those in the stores and they haven't come out and re-released the original theatrical versions like everyone has been rumoring for years. Well, I, I, think it's, I think the Fox has a deal more with the very first movie, Star Wars. I don't, I don't know if Fox has distribution with uh, Empire or Jedi or not. So, but I think since uh, Fox still has that stranglehold on the first one, I think uh, they kind of have to bow to their will, you know, because you can't just, like, show Empire and Jedi, you know, alone. Yeah, I, actually, um, it's a dis- it, it's a, di- it has a distribution rights for the prequels as well. Like, I just, just glancing here, like... Fox somehow got a, the distribution rights despite the purchase of Lucasfilm. <laughs> yeah, somehow they keeping those rights. They're getting this, that Stanley biopic or whatever that's yeah. going to be. Uh, they got they got some sneaky execs. They over do, there, and and somehow they just keep doing them off. Um, so just reading this out, you know, real quick, some notes I wrote down here is the complex relationship between Fox and Disney 
including Fox has perpetual rights to episode four is what you were talking about. And that mm-hmm. creates a bo- like an obstacle for any box sets with all the films coming out. That's why we haven't seen any box sets with, you know, all seven movies now or all eight or all nine. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. We're just going to have to see what the hell is going to, maybe there's going to be some more trading going on. I feel like Fox and Disney are just kind of like, like Disney's like this huge giant and they're just like, Fox, just stop yanking our chain. Just be like, Hey, as long as we got star Wars, we're going to do whatever the hell we want to you. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and keep fucking up. Fantastic four. We're going to take this, uh, Stanley biopic from you. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Let us, let us, let us burn the fan or the, the X-Men down while we can as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think that, that that's interesting. Um, for, for star Wars, um, I did I did watch the majority of The Force Awakens yesterday after playing some of The Force Awakens Lego game. So Star Wars has been on my <laughs> mind this weekend. It's been heavy on my heart, if you will. Rogue One is the next Star Wars movie we get. Oh, we're getting and close. Just one season the away. The original composer has left the film due to the some of the when they added the reshoots, they did them later than they anticipated, so he couldn't create the music for the whole film. Like, he didn't leave out over creative differences. It was just bad timing. Like, schedules didn't mm-hmm. work out. So they've hired Michael Giacchino as a composer for the film. He is known for the recent three Star Trek movies and a ton of Pixar films, including The Incredibles, yep. Up, and Inside Out. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with uh, that. Yeah, so, like... I guess it's like a like the original. Like I didn't know who the original composer was. I I don't even know his name off the top of my mm-hmm. head. But I will tell you, the Inside Out theme song gets stuck in my head quite a bit. Like that's a that's a catchy <laughs> tune. Um, so I, I'm I'm okay with this. I I don't I don't have any issues. Now a lot of people have been like, oh my gosh, why isn't um, John Williams doing this? Well, John Williams only does the main films. He is doing yeah. Well, get. Give someone else a shot at a Star he Wars. He is movie. doing episode eight and and hopefully nine. Uh, it, hopefully he makes it to, to do nine as well. Yeah, he's getting old. Don't stretch this man yeah. too thin, people. I'm sure he wants to do that Indiana Jones movie too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, I I'm okay with him not doing it. Like it doesn't bother me. Like uh, it's fine. Have it's Star Wars. You know, have some music, have some fun. Which brings me, mm-hmm. since we're talking about music, I want to add this note in here to our things that the Marvel Cinematic Music piece you sent me. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was about a week yeah. ago, wasn't it? So, um, so it's a it's a link from uh, from these guys who compare like the like looking at the music of large franchises. Like they start off saying you can do the music from Harry Potter, you can do the music from Star Wars, Indiana Jones, so on and so forth. You can you you can sing it off the top yeah, of your head is what you're saying. But then you go to the Marvel movies and they kind of don't. Nothing. I like to me the one that sticks out is the Avengers because it's mm-hmm. you know it's very emotional. That movie's very emotional for me. So I hear that music, it, it sticks with me. But um, yeah. But it's kind of like again I, the phrase I use it's non offensive. It's a non offensive music style. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting video. We're we're kind of in this cool age of uh, what people are calling video essays, 
where people are kind of uh, instead of just uh, shouting their opinions like uh, like imbeciles, like in a comment section, people are thoughtfully writing uh, writing their essays down and accompanying it with uh, with videos and narration and putting it up on YouTube. There's lots of awesome video essays out there now, um, and this was one of them. Um, it, I don't I don't really understand why they needed to uh, open the video talking about catchy themes because once you kind of get into the video, it's not really about catchy themes at all. It's just about music choices and about uh, using temp music in movies. So I think their message got a little mm. confused like by saying like, oh, just do the Marvel's movies need a catchy theme? They don't really, but it's just all about, you know, kind of being a little bit more uh, creative when it comes to your music choices. But um, it's a cool video. I would recommend going and watching it. So I think I might go into the, my next Marvel movie maybe with a little, uh, with a different uh, with a different ear to the screen. So uh, I would recommend Yeah, it's watching. definitely a great thing. You were the second person to send that to me, ironically, um, which which I thought was funny because I didn't have even heard of it. Like it was, it, it wasn't, it didn't break my news charts. So I, that, was, that was very interesting. And, you know, coming from a background in film production, like I'm taught not to make the mu- the music overpower the scenes. And, and mm-hmm. I think the characters in the Marvel films, you know, sell a lot of the scenes rather than the music. So I, I can see both sides of it. So it was definitely, if you guys like music in movies and, 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 Marvel and want to learn a little bit more. I rec- I recommend it. So link links in the description. Have you counting Pokemon lately, Mike? Oh man, that's like a that's like a whole conversation talking about uh, talking about that. But no, not recently. So no. this week, um, Pokemon the Pokemon Company has announced a released a trailer for a new anime series um, releasing exclusively on YouTube for the next I think fourteen or eighteen weeks. Um, yeah, and and it's not like a full fledged series like you might be thinking. Like, it's each episode's like under four minutes. Yeah, so yeah, so it's a weekly episode on YouTube. Each episode is three to five minutes per their thing, and it follows the uh, manga and games closer than the actual Pokemon show. So don't expect to see Ash catch him mm-hmm. or Brock or Missy. This is actually the character Red and like his rival Gary, and you know you get to see things like Giovanni. There are things coming up. You know like. The um the legendary Pokemon are going to be showing up later. Definitely a different animated style than the animated TV show. The anime show looks a little more polished, I think. And as Mike pointed mm-hmm. out, the very first episode called the Adventure. The links are in the notes of these shows. Um, it follows Pikachu. But how would you describe that intro, Mike? You you pointed that out to me. I, I'd only heard about it, but hadn't seen it yet. It's this cool transition between where the episode starts off looking like the classic Game Boy game, and then you're you uh, are looking at like a Pokemon fight uh, screen, and then it transitions to real life. It's it's really cool. So there, there's a lot of love and care when it on these little mini sods. So uh, it's kind of cool that they're being packaged specifically for YouTube. So that's an interesting choice. So I I like to see when uh, big uh, media companies are kind of on. I, I wouldn't say YouTube is the cutting edge, but it's cool to see unique content like that being made. For yeah, YouTube. it's very easy to to access it uh, compared to trying to watch all the other Pokemon shows, like like the movies mm-hmm. and you know I guess eighteen seasons of the other show. So, so <laughs> definitely definitely pretty cool. I thought, and uh, I, I look forward to watching them every week. Again, three to five three to five minutes. You're not going to lose any time doing that. You can do that mm-hmm. get, getting ready in the morning. So. Um, yes, the links are for the, the first two episodes are are in there. The Predator reboot is on its way, Mike. Whether we want it or not, 
Uh, right. Benicio del Toro is actually in talks to star in the reboot of Predator. Oh, Ben Benicio. So uh, we know him as the Collector in Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and supposedly he's not coming back for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. That means mean he's not done in the universe. He's just not a part of that movie. Um, and then he's also filming the Star Wars, or not Star Wars, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Disneyland in California that they're turning the Tower of Terror into. So he's out there <laughs> filming that stuff. All right. Benicio getting around. Yeah. So um, the thing about Predator is it's also, I think it's written and directed by Shane Black, um, who, you know, he did Iron Man 3, which, you know, very, very divisive film. Um, he also did Lethal Weapon and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, one of my favorite things. So I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him doing a Predator movie, but we'll have to, to keep it posted. However, the real reason everyone's here is to talk about the Guardians movie. And I'm not talking Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> We're talking Guardians, the Soviet Union superheroes. They released a second trailer that the first half of it... The second half is the old trailer, but the first half is a, um, di- a dub-free version that just has a voiceover and some classic music to some of the, the scenes in the film. Yeah. So I think the only thing I have to add to this conversation, because obviously last time we talked about this, we said we were excited to see kind of this kind of uh, bizarre movie coming out of Russia, just bizarre as in circumstances, not necessarily what's on the screen, is uh, I'm, I don't think I want to watch this in English. Uh, uh, a lot of people have had conversations with me before about the difference between dub and sub, like when it comes to anime. And like, you know, an anime, I just don't want to bother reading. I just want to hear people speak it to me just because I guess I'm lazy. But the English dub of this movie just is really weird. Like the first time I saw this trailer or the first trailer for guardians, it was the Russian version of it. And it just seemed, it just seemed kind of more intimidating with the Russian accent. So I think I'm going to watch it with the original Russian language and just put the subtitles on, or maybe just leave the subtitles off. Just see if the movie speaks for itself, you know, without any subtitles. I think that may be Yeah, fun. I, I don't know. Like, so this movie comes out in February in Russia, not everywhere else. So I don't even know if the trailer uh, subbed or dubbing is actually finalized dubbing. Like maybe it's just like, you know, temp dubbing. And because no one put uh-huh. any effort into it, like it sucks so <laughs> bad. But again, at the same time, like I can, I'm totally on board with subtitles because they're probably not using a lot of talking during the action sequences, which is what we're definitely going to this movie for. Uh-huh. This is one of those. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm I'm curious to see how much uh, like you know Putin propaganda makes it into this movie. Because obviously when you think about someone like Captain America, you're just like, oh, well, you got a guy that's literally dressed up like the American flag trying to protect the country. And it's like, yeah, but you don't really get any on-the-nose moments in a Captain America movie where he's just like, I'm going to save the United States of America because this is a great country. But you kind of get some of that in this Guardians trailer like, oh, we are here to protect the Soviet Union, protect our country or something like that. So it it does seem pretty – uh, nationalist uh, when it comes to this movie. But, you know, it's coming out of Russia. I'm sure uh, there's some government dollars that went into making this movie. Yeah, anyway. well, what's really interesting is my last year of college, I took three Russian film classes in one semester, and don't ask me why. That's just what they offered. Um, the <laughs> actual, the propaganda films actually stopped in the 90s, like the government regulations like for that. So the, the mm-hmm. fact we're getting a man bear firing a Gatling gun, which I know Mike's looking forward to that. Uh, is is kind of interesting (laughs) and I don't know if they're going to be too much of on the nose on like a lot of the recent movies haven't been government they've been like talking more about the history of things like but because these these superheroes were created during the Soviet Union like the the 
the the communist era. Maybe that's what they're harkening back to. Mm-hmm. But either way, I want to see their powers. They remind me actually a lot of a, like a group of Inhumans uh, in the comic track of mm-hmm. all new Inhumans, and I'm really stoked to see their powers and and what kind of. Um, other countries can be. Chris this. will get his. You'll get your Inhuman movie <laughs> some way or another. The Marvel might be pushing it back, but you, you right. can get your. Fix I will from dub Russia. it myself as it were an Inhuman movie if I have to. I feel like this is like a like a Russian bootleg Marvel movie. They're just like, oh man, did you guys hear that Marvel pushed back their Inhum- Inhumans movie? Fuck it, let's yeah, make our right. own. <laughs> well, there's at least one guy over there in the states that wants. <laughs> They've to see been it. listening to our show and they're catering to us specifically. So that's what it is. Yes. It's, it's always what it is. Lastly, we're going to end on a, a, a question, a head scratcher for Mike, because this is the right. movie, a movie come out called Ninjack, and it's a live action movie uh, based on the character from Valiant Comics, and we get our first look at him, just the back of the head of the guy whoever is playing Ninjack. I don't even know who it is. Um, All right. <laughs> so Ninjack is a comic book from the 90s, like 93, 94 era, from Valiant Comics, where um, it, it is a spy ninja he's a ninja spy whose alter ego is british playboy colin king so he's like if batman was actually (laughs) like a ninja rather than you know batman Uh uh-huh okay i mean it's it's hard to it's hard to give any opinions on this ninjas are cool i've always loved ninjas growing up um they got like the coolest like little trinkets and toys and it is kind of like a batman you know they always have like shurikens to throw Mm -hmm. so sure i'm okay with this i i think it just goes to show you that no comic book is uh is safe from uh from being bought and putting putting on the screen so I hope it ends up being cool, man. I mean, maybe we'll get like kind of another Kingsman on our hand, where you kind of take more of an obscure comic book, bring it to the screen, and just knock it out yeah, of the park. Yeah, it definitely is. So the interesting thing about Ninjak is he was created by Joe Quesada, who's currently the chief creative officer at Marvel. Oh yeah, that's definitely and, what helped it. That's what helped it make. And it, to it was the big it, in '93. It was the number one. It was the first number one sale comic from Valiant, the publisher. Ever so, um, Ninjak enjoyed his his time in the '90s, and I think he has a new series that came out recently. But he's just a martial artist, no superpowers. And this villain is rumored to be uh, the character Roku, not the streaming device. Believe it or not, so um, <laughs> she's like a redheaded ninja uh, lady. So I don't know too much about Ninjak, but it, you can go pick up old issues pretty easily on that. There's not a lot of them. That is the news for the week, Mike. We made it. Who? What a way to what a way to end it with an obscure uh, that, comic that, book being turned. That's into how I do it. That's how that's how music albums do it, Mike. They put their experimental ones on the end because you've already listened to all the good ones. You're like, all right, I'll finish it out. <laughs> so I don't know. Whatever. We made it. That's what matters. In yeah, in the meantime, right, I kind of we we haven't talked a lot this week. What have you been up to? How can people find out what you're up to? How can I find out what you're up to? Man, if it. If anybody wants to know what I'm up to, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram. And you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, you've been uh, filling up that uh, shelf of yours with all the best Marvel memorabilia and movies. Uh, I'm curious if you're going to add any more steel books to that shelf. But if people want to know, where can you can follow, follow you? me on Twitter. That's right, Twitter. At Valdan, V A L D A N. Uh, I, post, I think I posted the picture of my shelf on there this week. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, it should be on there. It's up to date with all the Marvel stuff that's currently available. I'm crossing my fingers. Shield season three and Agent Carter season two get physical or yeah physical releases, but I don't know about that. 
Or you can go read stuff on Comic UI, which I'm trying to write for a little more regularly now. With um, the fall coming on, I feel a little, a little more breathing room is there. So, All right. um, but yeah, I actually want you. When, we were talking about these parking devices earlier, Mike. Will you take pictures of them for me and put them on Twitter? I wanna, I wanna publicly <laughs> shame them. So. The next time I see one, I'll, I'll share my please, fury. Please do. Please do. In the meantime, though, people listen to us now, but maybe they want to find out more episodes from Superhero Slate. How can they do that? Well, as I say every week, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the links we put to show. And also check out our show notes where you can get a look at everything that we're talking about, all these links to see weird trailers of, uh, of Russian superheroes. Um but if you want to subscribe to the show, we are on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week. And if you want to, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, uh, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show. It's super helpful for us. It helps us uh, pop up in some fr- some fresh eyeballs. The some fresh funnier earlobes. the review, the better. Uh, <laughs> yes, I agree. And if you're a super fan of the show, please uh, just share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we'll be here every week. And especially we'll be here next week uh, talking about the the wrap-up of the summer movie season. Yes, in, in, in a spoiler cast, so it won't be our regular. We'll do the new show. Don't worry, guys. You'll get your news. You'll be the coolest kid at the water cooler on Monday. I don't think kids go to water coolers. I think they go to drinking They can mountains. do whatever they want, Mike. I'm not going to tell them <laughs> where they can go get their water at. If they got a fountain, so be it. So, All right. All right. Well, we <laughs> guess we'll catch you guys next week then. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Just park at a meter. If the meter is blinking green, you're good to go.